Hey, it's Remy and welcome to the Pen to Page podcast. Today I'll be discussing languages and how they are taught in the education system with my friend Tilda. Hey, I'm Tilda and I take English Lit, History and French. For so, same as Remy, but French instead of German. Very fun. So yeah, today we're just going to be talking about our own experiences with learning languages for a lot of years. Um, and the flaws within the system and how they could potentially change to make language learning more enjoyable within the education system. To get involved with episodes and to keep up to date with the podcast, follow at Pentapage Podcast on Instagram. I appreciate any feedback, so feel free to DM me with your thoughts. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoy. So now we're going to get on with the book recommendation, which is going to be given by Tilda. So go ahead. So, as we're doing a language one, I thought I would recommend one in French, because that is the language I take. So, it is Le Voyage d'Hector ou La Recherche du Bonheur, which translates to Hector and the Search for Happiness. So, basically, the thing is, he goes to find happiness, and that is the whole thing. And, you know, lots of interesting things happen along the way. And I actually saw the film first. And I haven't even finished the book, so who knows if I'll prefer the film or the book. But yeah, that is it. Very good. Make sure to check that out. I'm sure there's a translation somewhere. And even if you just want to watch the film, that's a good idea too. Um, Tilda has also got a productivity tip, so yeah. I do. So even though I'm not that productive, in the last two months, I've been like working in my freeze, for like all my freeze in the library. Because when I'm at home, I can't work at all and actually I'm like 10 times more productive in the library so that is my tip. Yeah basically if you're in tick form use your free periods. I'm not the best at this but it's something good to do and I think it's a good habit to get into because I think once you do it once you'll probably want to keep on doing it and getting the routine of mm. after this lesson I go and sit in this place and do this work. Yeah. Yes. Very good so now we're going to get into the main discussion of the episode. So, Tilda, in terms of A-level French, what's your general experience been with it? So, I think going in, it was like a massive jump, obviously, from GCSE to A-level. Like, yeah. I don't think they really told us how much of a difference it would be. No, I feel like they no, told not at us, all. like, generally, oh, from GCSE to A-level, it will be, like, you know, a big jump. But English and history, they, like, prepped us. You know? Yeah. They're like, oh, you know, you won't know how to write this, da da da. But French, they're like, oh, hey, we're going to assume you know French already. Yeah. And like, assume you know how to say things like a native and, you know, basic grammar conjugations, da da da. Which I did not. Yeah. So, yeah. I, th I think they never are able to fully articulate how much mm. of a jump it is and in what way it is a jump. Yeah. Because yeah. it is in pretty much every single aspect. Mm, yeah. There's like, it's a whole different thing to GCSE. Completely. You can't actually like put your own work in way more than, I don't know, other subjects. Yeah. Yeah, it's just different. And it's like consistent work all the time mm. to get better, which, yeah, I mean, I found with German, it's been my hardest subject. Sometimes I really do regret taking it, which I wish I didn't, but it's so hard in the ways that my other A-levels aren't, which yeah. can be frustrating at times. 
when it feels like there's a more clear way to get better at English literature and history. Like, yeah. yeah. There is more practice to do, you know, you're able to learn the content, whereas in German or just language A-levels, there's a level to it that is just much harder, that there's so many mm -hmm. aspects to learn as well that um, it's very hard to to excel without putting in a lot of work, or at least I found anyway. And I guess the first thing we could talk about is that even though we've been doing these languages for a really long time now, there's still never been enough focus on the basic language skills like the alphabet, how to speak fluently, how to kind of get basic grammar like stuck in your head, all of that kind of thing, which they don't focus enough on, which I think is more assumed that you can do those things and master them when I still feel <laughs> like sometimes I struggle. I'm like, I know what the word order is for German, but why am I still so scared to, you know, write a sentence? <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, it sounds really silly, but I think, yeah, I, I think they don't do enough with the basics that would benefit us now. Yeah, they definitely assume that we know the basics already. Like they, they literally did not give us one lesson of being like, oh, this is how you sound French. This is how you sound German. Yeah, like how to how the to get the accent thing. right. I think I think the yeah. I think getting the accent good is really hard. Yeah, and then especially with like, like French, where where it's it's quite a like specific way of speaking and like mm. specific like you know stresses you put on words and stuff. Yeah, and and it's making sounds with our mouths that we're not used to. I mean, like a, a bit less with German, but still, there's parts of it that um, I I definitely find hard to do and yeah. I, I think it's more complicated than teachers would give us credit for because, yeah, like, no, it isn't the hard parts of it. It isn't complex grammar or difficult vocab to remember, but it's the basics that keep our language skills good that aren't emphasised enough. Yeah, and that kind of, like, holds back all the people that take the animals that aren't the natives. There's such an issue, I think, about natives taking the language um, mm -hmm. as an A-level because even though it isn't completely unfair, like you'll still benefit from whether it's new vocab or new cultural knowledge or like studying the text and the film, it still means, especially for languages like German, where really there are not many people in the country taking it, that they impact the grade boundaries. They ultimately make them higher because they are able to score higher on stuff like speaking, where they've got that fluency, where they can think in the language, something that I know personally that I can't do. Yeah, yeah, you have to be... You have to know the language to actually get the A stars, which is really, it's not fair. Yeah, like if you look in the mark schemes, they expect a lot of you with the higher marks, which fair enough, but also they say that they don't expect you to be of a native speaker standard. But I don't see how personally, as a non-native mm. speaker, I could speak fluently in German, like like be able to not say um or or even just to say a sentence more easily. I don't understand how I could do that. Mm. I think it's the fact that like they think we've been doing it because we have been doing French and stuff since you know primary school but that was not good education like in non-English speaking countries everyone learns English for like hours a week but we got like oh saying the colours and saying the numbers but that was I was actually speaking to my German teacher about languages and how she finds languages education in this country and she was saying that it is very interesting that in places like Germany, 
they learn English from a really young age and they start off with lots of lessons and as time goes on, they increasingly become less frequent because the children become better at the languages. As I, I think most people know, the best age for learning a language is being a child. You can pick it up more easily. Your brain is more, is, I don't know, better wired too. It's, mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's more able to pick up a new language. Whereas here, you start off with like very few lessons in primary school, ones that yeah like you're learning the basics but it's definitely not um comprehensive at all mm. and then you start doing more lessons as you're in secondary school and then in sixth form if you do it which is quite odd like with the language it should be starting more often and then becoming less frequent because you've gained the skills which is why i think us a-level students are still struggling after learning these languages for a really long time like this is my sixth academic year doing german it's, it's your seventh doing french that's mm. that's a really long time yeah. and I feel like we're still not at a level which is high enough in my opinion like for how many years and how much time you put in yeah it's right it doesn't compare to the people that just like learn English and then just know English after like a year but I think it's because like we weren't immersed in our languages because obviously there's Americans speaking you know everywhere Anglophone television everywhere so yeah it's just like we didn't get that but then also that's kind of not, that's kind of our fault, you know? <laughs> yeah, true. Like England's fault for <laughs> not prioritising any other language than ours. Yeah, because we're more used to people catering for us, even when we're abroad. Like people not being willing <laughs> to learn the language and just assuming, yeah, these waiters will be happy to speak to me in English because they'll know English, which is a bold yes. assumption to make. And why are you not putting in the effort? Why are you expecting that because English is is becoming increasingly popular? that you don't even have to bother trying to learn another culture's language. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think because we're not really in the mindset to speak other languages, like it's not really ingrained, even from like primary school, just doing basic French isn't particularly helpful for actually being able to speak yourself. And spontaneously, <laughs> it means that the fear of making mistakes, which comes from the education system generally, like with the way that we get feedback from exams and that kind of thing, that means it impacts the way that we learn a language and is ultimately not helpful at all. And it means that we often have a lack of confidence, which makes it hard for us to progress without feeling like we're being criticised. When obviously you are going to make mistakes learning a new language, like it's just, it is what it is. But I think, yeah, the fact that in other subjects we are a we are scrutinized more for our mistakes. I think it impacts the way that we see something like a new language, which is actually quite daunting and quite scary. And it limits the kind of progress we can make. Like I, I found personally spontaneous speaking is really hard because I can't think in German. I'm basically translating in my head and then trying to mm. say it and get the grammar right. It's, it, it's impossible and it actually is not impossible. But I struggle with it a lot and I think that is because I am scared of making a mistake when I should mm. be able to feel like, yeah, I can just talk and it's better for me to just speak than to get all the grammar right. But also, if you look at the mark scheme, they are looking for everything to be right, which I personally can't really do. <laughs> I don't want yeah. to be all fixed mindset up in here, but I find it incredibly <clears throat> difficult and I'm trying very hard and it's still, I'm still struggling to progress in a way that I want to yes exactly the same for me I think because yeah spontaneous speaking I think is the hardest part of the A-level you know 
Yeah, I like, think so. It's re- like they do the conversation classes, which you like you talk to a, a native speaker with some other people, but that's not really spontaneous because you've prepared a card. So I think they need to give us more like just spaces where you can just try and speak in the language without yeah. worrying about mistakes. Yeah, like when you think about secondary school language learning, um, even for all the speaking tests, you're memorizing answers. You aren't you aren't being yeah. asked a question and just speaking because once again there is just this fear that all of us have I think mo- most people anyway that are all of these perfectionistic tendencies to get everything right and to not make a mistake that translates into language learning and that's why all of the memorization stuff that we do in secondary school does not help because even though it gives us this sense of like security of knowing this is what I'm going to say when they ask me this question it means that when you have to speak spontaneously whether it's in real life or for um, for an A-level exam, it feels really hard and like you're not used to it. And that's why I think I've still struggled with it because I did not do enough of it in secondary school. Yeah, no, it was all memorization. And that like, you know, it works for math. But like, yeah. not language, <laughs> you know, it's completely no. different. So yeah, and I think it is grammar, which is the hardest thing to do because we're taught it, obviously, like maths and equations and stuff like that like memorize the the parts in which you'll say whatever whatever and we learn set phrases too to to try and learn the grammar which then does not work when you're trying to manipulate it when you're trying to speak spontaneously yeah (laughs) it's so hard yeah i don't think like there's no time to do that kind of stuff because there's so much content in a language level like there's so much stuff to do it's a bit um, terrifying. And we do history. We know what content looks like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and languages still competes at a very, I don't know, very, like very strongly with that. Yeah, they could really cut it down. We don't need the book and the film. We don't need all those topics. But, you know. Yeah, like I, I think there is definitely benefit to be had that in the GCSE, you're not really getting a lot of knowledge about the culture. And you get that from the A-level. But at the same time, I think yeah that it ends up just being too much content there are probably other ways to do culture that are less like you need to write an an essay on this book and film in a language that you don't naturally write in or speak in and i found a big problem with me for the essays is i know what i want to say i have good enough ideas but i don't have the vocab to be able to express them in a way that makes me sound smart and instead I'm either not saying my smart ideas or I'm saying them in a really dumbed down, not smart way because it is all the vocab I have. And I learn vocab too. I think that's the weird part that like, how do you learn the vocab without being immersed? Yeah, exactly. Like there's no immersion because it's an A-level. There's only so much immersion you can do. They didn't prioritise it at all because of just how much content they're throwing in our faces. They have no space for, you know, really getting us to understand and it should be a skills-based A-level, but they end up adding all of this content that makes it both skills and content. And it just makes it such a hard combination when there are so many skills and, and such a variety of skills and then basic knowledge of vocab and grammar and then the actual content as part... It, <laughs> I could laugh because otherwise I'll cry because it's honestly insane the amount that they expect us to do. And A-levels are not meant to be easy, obviously not, but I think it's a little bit too much and I would go as far to say language A-levels have to be the hardest, I think. I think they just are. The way that they are at the moment, they are. Yeah, Yeah, obviously I haven't experienced all the other A-levels, but like, no, it definitely feels like 
especially compared to English and history, which are regarded as big content A-levels. I'm doing way more independent work for French, and, you know, the results are not as high. Yeah. So, what's not adding up? Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, where is it? Where are the results we want? Um, And also because in in our secondary schools, unlike a lot of other secondary schools around us, we did not get any exchange trips or even just a trip to a country which speaks our language that we're learning. Mm, So that did not help because some people still have like exchange partners from when they were in like year 10. And we don't have any of that. We didn't get a chance with school to be immersed, which means that a lot of other people are not able to take trips to this country or this country, whatever. Yeah, like the only time that I've went to a German-speaking country was Berlin. And that was at the start of year 10. There was no way I was going to be able to speak spontaneous German because we were still in this um, in this bubble of memorising sentences. I wasn't going to be able to formulate words or or anything myself, which meant that I did not speak a word of German. And it just happens that Berlin is uh, very catering to English speakers. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, so it means that I've actually never been able to be properly immersed in the country to like, i mean obviously the conversation classes with a native do help a lot but it's just not the same yeah no it's definitely not the same and like obviously not everyone can just go to the country they want so an exchange partner would have been you know detrimental that is a really good source you know having someone to talk to just for like 10 minutes a day yeah in the language and and you'd be able to get more like idioms and that kind of thing as well Mm, yeah that's it i was looking at the specification and they want us to put in idioms yeah in our speaking exams and the presentation and everything they've never they've never given us one idiom yeah no no i don't know what they expect I, i i think the problem is that even just once again from secondary school we're not really taught conversational language we're we are taught it more formally even though we aren't using super duper formal language but we're not taught to speak it in a way that's easy to speak if that makes sense yeah there's no like conversational aspect of the a level yeah it's all you know about politics about you know volunteering or about the world of music there is no being able to have just a casual conversation or if you do it's like from a textbook and it's very set (laughs) hi this is my name how are you hi this is my name how are you good good and that's And, and, and well, that's not going to benefit hair. you. Yeah, <laughs> that's no not going to benefit you if you're going to that country and talking to someone who you've, who've never met before, who you're yeah. trying to be friendly with. Yeah. And the only way to do that is to have, you know, an exchange partner or yeah. go to the country. You know, yeah. You try and do it in the classroom, but that would not work. No, no, not at all. Book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like how, how are we meant to get the conversational part in? Like, yeah, it is good enough to be able to write an essay in in a different language. But what about being able to speak it? Because that's what most people are going to use it for. Yeah, I don't want to like come out of A-level only knowing how to analyse the book that I studied. I want to be able to come out and like have a conversation, which exactly. I think, you know, we will be able to do, but it would be more our work than theirs. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And I think... The only like real conversational part of the speaking is the discussion after the IRP presentation, which yeah. it, it's the closest you're going to be able to get to that, but it's still based on research. And, and once again, while I like the IRP in theory, the idea of being able to search about anything you want as, as long as it's based in the country or the countries, 
it's just kind of unnecessary pressure and once again feeds into the memorization bit for the two minute presentation and making sure you have enough vocab and it's most likely going to be very subject specific vocab for your discussion it means yeah you're, you're still not just having a casual conversation and talking about normal everyday things yeah yeah it is good in theory I think because it's like that is a part where you can express your ideas the conversation yeah. after the presentation but when have they taught us how to express our ideas no so without just yeah. being I think that yeah blah blah I blah blah that. I believe that so the benefits are not seen no not at all I've started thinking about how we use our native languages recently like I've just been in my thoughts and I think we actually use quite limited language when we're speaking normally so why are we scrutinized in a speaking exam for not using a huge range of vocab when we don't in our normal language anyway yeah it's kind of like opposite to what we should actually be learning to yeah become like a native speaker like I find for German I feel bad about always saying es gibt which means it is during speaking but then I'm like well I don't know how else I'm going to say this without saying it in a long-winded way or using a verb I don't really need to but then I'm marked down for not using a range of whatever so it makes me feel bad but also what am I meant to do I think it's hard yeah that is really odd it's like they're like they're trying to bring something that even just a German speaker would not do no which is really odd yeah I, I guess there is the hard balance between showing that you understand the different concepts and that kind of thing but also trying to use the language in a way that is realistic for someone who's learning the language and who would be talking to natives who are not going to say the most fancy words to you yeah no it's just the basics that once again they don't you know prioritize at all they prioritize like the curriculum and you know the harder tenses and the harder sentence structures when we still aren't getting the basics right no which is not yeah, good that's the problem yeah that's the basics so then if you were going to give even like a couple of suggestions for how to change how languages are taught even from secondary school what would you change i think just like the space where you can make mistakes so maybe instead of the com- as well as the conversation classes maybe just without you know talking with students does that make sense yes yeah definitely yeah just like in a space talking with other students without the pressure of yeah having to use fancy grammatical structures yeah fancy tenses and just like learning how you like to use that language yeah and then when you think of something that you don't know how to say then you just learn it yeah i i think that comes out of in secondary school the only time you're really going to be speaking properly is in the test and everyone demonizes the test so of course we're not going to feel comfortable speaking yeah so that is so right i think giving that space from very early on like as soon as you are starting to learn the language giving students that space where they can start to make mistakes and to not feel scrutinized for making those mistakes because obviously you're learning a new language it's very difficult it's not easy not everyone can do it so Yeah. yeah i think i mean it also comes from the general flaws of the education system and and our fear of making mistakes and therefore being perfectionists but I think yeah if a different attitude a different mindset was had for language learning I think that would benefit us a lot more and you'd have a lot more people who can speak at a better level um, of a foreign language yeah definitely I would also just like cut down the curriculum yeah you know what I mean like maybe take out 
one of the topics or just take out the whole film that we yeah. just have to analyse. I do enjoy doing the film, obviously, but on top of everything else, it's too much. And then it takes away from the basics. Yeah, so true, because how, how are you meant to get the hardest stuff right and, and the analysing right if you can't do the basics confidently? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I very much agree with you with all of those points. Yes. So I think our overall message is that languages need to be taught in a way where there is less judgment for making mistakes and where it's not so much focused on content but having more understanding of vocab and grammar and just not the pressure to have to use it in a way that's academic also being able to actually use it in everyday life in theory and in turn that would encourage more people to study languages further there is a massive lack of people studying a-level languages never mind GCSE languages so I think yeah if that changed we'd have more people who are bilingual trilingual that kind of thing say 100% agree thank you so much for listening I hope you enjoyed and that this was interesting and that maybe it has encouraged you to pursue a language in a way that it isn't taught in the academic world yeah and just maybe languages education in particular really needs some reform needs some change if we're going to get more people learning new languages if you enjoyed this episode make sure to rate pen to page on apple podcast and spotify it really helps the show to reach more people um, and i would love to grow this community of people it was absolutely great to talk to tilda i had loads of fun and i hope you did as well so did i thank you for having me thank you so much Okay, have a wonderful day, afternoon, night, wherever you are, and please make sure to look after yourself. Bye. Bye.